Okay, this morning uh, we're talking about disciplining our children. It's funny when you watch it on TV, isn't it? Uh, but when you're at Walmart or it's in the middle of your living room, that's not so funny when somebody's trying to get when one of our kids is acting up. And today we're talking about how to discipline our kids. In fact, we did uh, uh, we received dozens and dozens of questions a couple of months ago when we put on Facebook. Hey, how do I? Uh, what kind of questions do you have about parenting? And the number one of the number one or number two question was this, is like, how do I discipline my kids? And so today my wife Debbie and I are going to talk about this. We've got a ton. If you've got an outline in front of you, you see that uh, we've got a lot of points to cover because the Bible has a lot to say about this. The good news is the Bible knows that kids like Opie exist, okay? And uh, real kids and real parents. And so there's lots of help in the Bible about this. I've asked my wife to join me. Debbie, we've prayed about this sometimes in our life, haven't we? Oh, I've prayed about this a lot. This was not an easy thing for me to do. So we can talk about it today. Yeah, our kids didn't come with little instruction labels on the back when they were born, okay? And about how to raise them all. And so we had to learn this like everybody else does. And so we're going to be sharing a lot of things that we learned along the way. Would you pray for us? Yes, let's pray together. Holy Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you that your word has a lot to say about discipline. Um, You discipline us, and we discipline our kids. And Lord, um, you give us instruction, and so we're grateful. So I pray for our time this morning. I pray that you would teach us um, everything we need to learn from you. Open up our hearts and minds, Lord. Bless our time together. It's in the name of Christ we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, point one on your outline is this, that God disciplines his children because he loves us. One of the first things we want to talk about, the fact is that discipline is a good thing. We'll be defining it in a second, but it's a good thing. God disciplines his kids because he loves them. The scripture says in uh, Proverbs 3, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. Don't be upset when he corrects you for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. You know, there are many times in my life when I've looked back on times where I had to go through a painful situation or a a difficult stretch where I had to endure some things, only to find out a few years later, my goodness, that was exactly what I needed in my life. That got rid of some bad habits. Well, just like God helps me get rid of some bad habits and some bad thinking and trains me for righteousness, well, that's what he wants us to do, because that's point two on your outline. If we love our children, we'll do the same thing. We will discipline them. The scripture says this in Proverbs 13, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. And that's true, isn't it? It is true. I can't imagine um, as my boys were growing up watching them and seeing habits and and things in their lives that needed to change and may not do anything about it. Uh, Of course, as a loving mother, as a parent, I could see things and I'd think, oh boy, and I'd start to pray for them and I'd try to help them get over it. And, uh, And that's what God does for us. You know, he teaches us as we grow up. So, of course, I would do that for my children. And that's what discipline is. Discipline is training a child's mind or character through consequences and punishments in order to change an undesirable habit or to teach a life lesson. The idea of discipline is training. I mean, one of the greatest responsibilities we have as parents that God entrusts us with is training the next generation. I mean, think about that. What an honor that is. And so... We get to invest in them. We get to see things that they struggle. We're a, we have a front row seat. And when we see things that are bad habits or wrong thinking or bad behaviors, this can be everything from bad manners. This can be everything from not having a good work ethic, just being lazy. This could be uh, teaching them to show respect. 
Well, when we do that, we're, we're doing something kind to them. Proverbs 22:15 says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. And if we train up a child in the way he should go, then when he's old, he won't depart from it. And it's important to start right from the beginning, right? It is. It only gets harder. I mean, as you recognize things in your children, it just gets harder. You have to start um, when they're young. Yeah, and so if we don't do that... We're not helping them out. The, the sooner we start, the better. But it's always the best time to start is today because, I mean, the time when I want my kids to show respect for them to learn it is not the first time they get pulled over by a police officer to learn the importance of respect, okay? Hopefully they've learned that at home because if they don't show respect then, the consequences, consequences go way up. And it's important that we train our children so they get this. And, but it's also important to remind ourselves, if we're talking about what discipline is and it's training, well, it's important to remind ourselves of what it's not. It is not the same as retribution, uh, using punishment to get revenge or maintain control. I mean, sometimes when I talk about discipline, I go, well, I don't, want, I don't want to be mean to my kids. That's not what I'm talking about here at all. And sometimes on movies, we'll see this where, you know, this will be acted out with a very abusive type of things and people conflate that, that that's the only kind of discipline there is. that's what we mean by discipline it's not all we're talking about hey you embarrassed me i'll fix you don't you ever do that again i'm going to make sure that i punish you so you don't ever do that well then it's all about just retribution it's not about saying hey how do we keep this from happening in the future john that's what kids do to each other right. and so there needs to be an adult that doesn't act that way, that has a plan for discipline. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we're not upset. We're going to talk about, in the next page here, you're going to see we're talking about some keys for discipline. But I want to make sure that we're talking about this here, where discipline's necessary, but this requires thought. This requires prayer. This requires, hey, we got to think through what kind of characters we want, what, what kind of character we want our kids to have. Romans 12, by the way, it says, dear friends, never take revenge. And so I'm not into... Uh, discipline my kids for revenge i'm in to make sure they grow up to be godly and that's the next point here we're not raising our kids to be like everyone else we're training them to be godly yes and that's different too isn't it it is different it means you have an end goal in mind you know where you're headed um you want your children to be respectful you want them to use good manners you want them to be um generous um helpful be have a good work ethic those are all goals that you have um, for in mind, and some of you in this audience are grandparents. You are also um, participating in raising them, and so this is just this is the goal. This is what you want to have your child turn out to be a godly man or a godly woman. You want them to know the Lord. So those are things you work toward. And it's one of the reasons why in Christian circles there could be uh, this is very different than in some homes where people go, yeah, you know, we're just raising our kids to fit in, just. You know, other people don't care about this, and so neither do we. Well, there are some things as Christians that we care greatly about. We care greatly that our kids would learn in the generosity area that they'd learn to tithe. And that was important to us. And to other parents, maybe that didn't matter at all. Well, we weren't raising our kids to be like everybody else. And you have to be intentional. Over and over again. Physical training is good. Listen to Paul tell Timothy about this. Physical training is good, but training for godliness, well, that's much better. Promises benefits both in this life and the life to come because we're shaping their character. But listen to this. The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise. And this is so important that we discipline our kids and train them. And we're training them for godliness. John, you know, it's, it's obvious a lot of times when you see a well-mannered child, when you see a child 
who has not been disciplined and not been trained. And I remember one time we had some people, um, of, of some friends or a family that came and stayed with us for a couple of days, and they had some girls that were the same age as my boys. And I was horrified at the way they talked to each other and the way they talked to their parents and, and just raised their voice. And there were just, it wasn't at all what I had been teaching my children. And our boys were just shocked. And uh, we had to basically go through detox when they left. It's like, uh, okay, this is what you don't do. You're not going to do that. But it's obvious when you're working at this what it looks like when you're not working at it. Oh, yeah. The dad even came to me and he said, well, hey, how do you get your kids to mind? And I go, well, first of all, you correct them when they don't. Okay, it has to start somewhere. And we went through some basic parenting things. He goes, man, just watching your kids, they're respectful and they're kind and they don't talk back. And it's like, how do you do that? Well, every time they're disrespectful, they're unkind and they talk back, there are consequences to that. And we work this over and over again. It's not overnight or other things like this, but we're raising our kids in this direction. And we did have that family powwow. It's like, hey, we're not, we're not doing that, okay? Here's, here's the way we're going to... We'll get along a lot better when we treat each other with respect. And so, uh, but this brings us to point D also, is that we shouldn't expect our kids to like it when we discipline them. Did our kids like it when we disciplined them? Never. Never. And the Bible is honest about all these things. And so... I want us to be honest about it as we talk about this. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there'll be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. I mean, nobody enjoys it. But the idea of letting our kids run wild, that's where, I mean, they, young children don't have any perspective on the consequences of things that are going to play out down the road. I mean, they don't know. And if we don't help them, well, they'll suffer painful consequences that could have easily been avoided. And, but they're not going to understand all that. And that's where, well, they will one day. I appreciate a lot of things my dad disciplined me in now, but at the time I didn't enjoy it a lick. And he, you know, lick's a good word. Anyway, but anyway, that's the idea. (laughs) Hey, John, that next point is so important. There are no perfect parents. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to make sure everybody here understood that just because we're in ministry um, didn't mean that we knew what we were doing or that we did everything right. No, she didn't know what she was doing sometimes. I had to help her. <laughs> and okay, yeah, we're going for marriage counseling after this. Go ahead. And anyway, a, lot of the things, a lot of the things that we do, we are just doing what our parents did. And so there are no perfect parents. We made a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And even now that we are, we've recently become empty nesters. And since... You know, now that I look at my children, I think, oh, wow, I should have, why didn't I work on this? Or why didn't I help them with that? And at some point, I I go back to the encouragement that I have is the first point in your outline that that God is disciplining my children. It's God is growing them up in their faith and growing them up um, as young men right now, even when I'm not there. And it's not all of my responsibility. And that gives me great, great encouragement. Yeah, he knows we make mistakes. Yeah, there are no perfect parents, and this isn't a lesson for perfect parents. We'll go through some of these parenting tips in a second. I just want you to know in Hebrews 12, it says, Our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so we might share in his holiness. Just the best they knew how, if you'd circle those words. And that's what God wants us to do, the best we know how. And that's why we're sharing some tips with you today. Finally, before we get into those tips, we will face painful consequences if we don't discipline our children. 
I mean, the consequences of not disciplining our children are, the, oh my goodness, the consequences are enormous. Discipline your children while there's hope, otherwise you will ruin their lives. That's Proverbs 19:18. And I remember there was a young man uh, in his late teens, probably about 19, 20 years old, I guess, when, uh, and I had spent a lot of time with him, helped him get a job. Um, he was in a relationship with a girlfriend. He'd gotten his first car, was making some headway in his life, and then got in a fight with another guy. Uh, ended up that he ended up through all this. He ended up uh, wrecking his car, uh, got in some kind of tangle. He actually even got shot. I went and visited him in the hospital, and because he'd missed work because of that, he lost his job. All these things unraveled because he just had no self-control. And I sat down with him in the hospital, and I said, what are you doing with your life? Why would you make these decisions like this? I mean, this was wrong, and that was wrong, and this was wrong. What, what were you thinking? And Because you have so much potential. And I came home. Remember I told you? At the, I said, oh, I should have never said all that. <laughs> yeah, but I just couldn't stand it. Well, do you know that guy, that young man, we got out of the hospital, he came straight to our house. And he knocked on the door, and he came in, and he sat down. And he said, would you talk to me that way again? I went, what? He goes, when you talk to me in the hospital, he said, I never knew my dad. I've never had anybody sit there and tell me that I was worth more than this. He goes, you were right. Everything you said was right. I've never had anybody tell me those things. How do I not do that next time? He never had anybody sit him down and go, hey, this is a, this is a bad idea. Don't do that. Only now he'd lost his job and lost his car, and lost his girlfriend. A whole bunch of things had happened. Could have lost his life. But if we don't discipline our kids, we can ruin their lives. Wise discipline imparts wisdom, but spoiled adolescents embarrass their parents. And that's true, too. Oh, yeah. They can embarrass their parents pretty easily. So, <laughs> But, I mean, because we, we had kids that we grew up with, remember? Yeah, there were kids that my boys went to school with all through their entire growing up years, elementary, junior high, and high school. And you could just watch the kids that were not... Um, being disciplined at home. And those were the children that you didn't want your kids to hang out with. And um, it's, it's, it's so hard to discipline your kids, and it can seem like such an enormous task and burden, but it is critical to their development. And that we don't give up. I mean, this is something we're learning as we're going. And so we're going to go to seven keys of effective discipline. I want us to spend time on this because I want us to focus on this. But, but when we're talking about this, we're not talking any tips for perfect parents. We're talking that this is something that is important, and these are all tips for godliness, not just fitting in. This is more than that. And we're not talking about disciplining and anger and all this stuff and, and retribution. We're talking about shaping our kids. So here are seven important keys, and Deb, I'd like for you to comment on each one of these. First of all, we must communicate our expectations clearly. And by this, we're talking about things like curfews, that um, do our kids know when they were supposed to come home, not just, well, you should have known. About their manners. What kind of manners do we expect them to have every time? And that we're willing to live with ourselves at the table. When there's chores, what are they expected to do? And in what time frame? This is written down somewhere. And we've specifically said, now this is what's important. And John, it's important that you realize your children are all different too. And um, all these different personalities in your home. And it may be that you discipline one one way and another one a different way. I know one of my boys... Um, if I told him to clean his room, it just overwhelmed him and he had no idea what to do. But if I made a list for him and said, okay, make up your bed, put away your toys, take out the trash, then he would work that list and feel like he accomplished something. 
and it was awesome. I had one of our other boys who shall remain nameless. I would just say, okay, as they got older, I'd say, okay, your job is to cut the grass on Saturday. Well, you have all day to do it. Well, he would, and it was a good thing because he would come in like every 10 minutes just dying, you know. Oh, he's so exhausted. He just has to rest, you know, and then he'd go back out and do it. And it would take forever. I mean, he even, one time, he even carved his initials in the grass with the lawnmower. And it's like, no wonder this is taking you all day. But he would get it done. He knew that, he knew the expectation. It was like, well, if you finish early, then you can go play. But if you don't, so... You know, I gave him a little leeway on that, but they're all different. Very artistic. Anyway, uh, but the idea is that we had to communicate our expectations to say, no, this has to be done. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And it's important that we, we understand those things. This is what we expect. And then that solves a lot of problems. Uh, secondly, we must set appropriate boundaries and consequences. I mean, this is so important, too. When we're talking about discipline, if we're training our kids... Okay, so somebody comes home 15 minutes late and they miss a curfew. Ah, oh, you're grounded for a month. Okay, well now all of a sudden, if the parents are going to uh, actually enforce this, well, that's, that's, that's an incredible consequence for this because now if they're grounded for a month, that means that we have to stay home for a month and our house becomes a jail, I become the warden. Or I would stay yeah, home yeah, and you get warden. to go do what you want okay, to do. One of us becomes the warden, they become <laughs> the prisoner, and now we have a whole different dynamic here. We're going, wait a minute, is this the appropriate consequence? Is this training them, or is this just going to cause resentment in their, their mind? John, I remember we had a neighbor once, um, and she was raising her nephew, and he did something, and I don't know, he was like 10, 10 years old, and she got so mad at him, she took his bike away for the whole summer. It was horrible. I mean, this child had nothing to do, was getting no exercise. Then she had more issues with him because he was bored out of his head. It was like, why in the world would you take his bike away for the whole summer? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't thought through. And so on these things, appropriate consequences are terribly important. If our kids are struggling with tithing, for instance, they don't want to do that. Well, okay come with me, let's spend a morning at um, a homeless shelter or one of the ministries the church supports. Come work with me. Now you see where the money goes. Oh, that's why we want you to learn to give. There are a lot of people who don't even have anything of what we have. You need to learn to be generous. Oh. And so things, it isn't just about, again, it's not retribution at all in this case. It's about making sure that we're having the appropriate consequence to help train them. And that's why it takes thought. It takes prayer. It takes good counsel. Um, point C, we must reinforce biblical values through repetition. That's the other thing of this. When we start young, I mean, even when that guy was talking about getting, the, getting his kids to mind, oh my goodness. I mean, how many times do you correct your kids? It's like, hey, don't talk with your mouth full. Hey, um, when you don't slam the door. Hey, don't do this. I mean, it's it's over and over again. Uh, and it's important that you do things that are um, that you yourself do. That you don't tell them to, you know, close their mouth when they're. I mean, don't talk with food in their mouth. That you don't close. You don't talk with food in your mouth. I remember one time. You were upset about something, and you slammed the door. And we have been telling our boys, you cannot slam the door in anger. That's not okay in our house. So you were upset about something. You slammed the door, and you left. And they all looked at me, and I was like, 
oh, great. Now I have to, like, so John came home and I put him in timeout. <laughs> and they, uh, they thought that was great. But it was important to show them, you know what, these are home, these are family rules for all of us. We all want to live this way. Yeah, because I came home and they're all looking like, Oh, Dad, you're in trouble. Okay, anyway. But here's the whole thing. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. I mean, how many times can you reinforce a scriptural principle? I mean, we don't learn good manners in an hour, a one-time session. I don't learn a good work ethic with one afternoon of work. I don't learn to be kind and courteous, or even how to make a handshake, uh, you know, how to meet somebody. And with our kids, I mean, it's even that thing about saying thank you. Somebody gives them, hey, turn around, go say thank you to them right now. Go say thank you to them right now. And after you do it enough times, when do you stop? When they do it on their own. I mean, that was so important to me when my kids would meet people that they wouldn't be looking away or looking down. It's like, you look them in the eye. Let's practice this. Let's do it again. Because I want that. That's important for me. And it's just small things a lot of times, but it's repetition, repetition, repetition. And John, also on that, repeating, um, you know, reading God's Word. We would have quiet mm. times and um, family devotional times on a regular basis with our children and go over, you know, do Bible stories and um, teach them how to pray. All those spiritual disciplines I have to be done on a regular basis, and then you just you pray that we go off to school, that they'll be doing it on their own. Yep. Brings us to point D. We must never discipline in anger. This goes back again to that whole business about retribution. Oh, my goodness. Man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. And there were times, now look, there are times when your kids are going to do stuff they know full well it's wrong. You warned them. You were expressly clear. The expectations were clear. You have repented repeated this more than once the boundaries and the consequences were laid out and they still did it and it can make you mad all right well what we would do then uh we'd send the kids to their room and just say i need you to go to your room for now why what's gonna happen well i need to go outside and cool down because i'm mad right now i'm real mad at you and this is important i need you to learn this and i don't want to do anything i don't want to say words i'm going to regret and i don't want to do things that are too strong or out of line here i'm trying to train you in this and right now dad gummit i'm mad at you so i'm going to go cool down and that was important wasn't it well it is important because what happens is when you're in anger when you're disciplining in anger that's when you have an outrageous consequence that doesn't make sense because you're just so mad you want them to be punished for the whole summer and so it's important that you just get to a place where you can think clearly and that's why it's good if you have um if you think about consequences and the goals of what you want for them ahead of time it doesn't catch you off guard you may already know what the consequence is going to be when it happens um, but if you don't, there are sometimes where I just did not know what to do. And I thought, I said, you know what, we're going to talk about this later. And I would call John and say, you better be praying before you get home. I don't know. We got to deal with this. And we would figure it out together. But, you know, you, you just, if you do it in anger, you're going to do something you regret. And that brings us also, to we must be consistent. And see if I can, if I can calm down and think, then, then it's like, okay, this is something we can 
we're sticking with the guidelines we talked about. Or I just want to say something here for single parents, too. It's so important that you have a friend that you can go talk, a confidant, when you don't know what to do, when you're really angry, you can say, that you can say hey, I'm going to call a friend. Just go to your room for a while. I'm going to talk to a friend, and then I'll get back to you. But I want to, I want to shape you with this, and this is important. Um, but it's, it's awfully important. That way we can be consistent. I put this verse, Ephesians 6, 4 in here. I could have put this on any of these points. But fathers, don't provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. If I discipline in anger or if I'm inconsistent, all those things, it makes my kids angry. I'm just teaching them. I'm passing on. I don't want to teach them revenge. I don't want them to be revenge type of people, vengeful type of people. Trying to support it that you're consistent with your kids too. If one person gets in a whole lot of trouble for doing something and then another one doesn't, mm-hmm. then that, that's that's yeah, they not pick up on that okay. And and you have to be consistent. Part of being consistent really is just being aware, being aware of what's going on. And you know, it may be. I remember <laughs> sometimes John would be working or thinking on something. I walk in the room and the boys would be like, you know, going at him, you know hurting each other on the floor, yelling at each other, and he is like in his old little world, not even aware that this is happening, and be like, hello, are you going to do something about this? And so part of it would be, we have to be together, we have to be consistent with them, consistent in the that we don't make this an offense one day, and then the next day, we don't care. Yes, I agree. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> but it was true. She goes, John, engage. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is that moment. Okay, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. that type of thing. So, uh, but that can happen. But it, to be consistent, even like when it was me sitting in timeout and so like all that mattered. We're trying to teach our kids, hey, this is important. We'd set the door slamming thing because we didn't want little fingers getting smashed indoors. And it applied to me as much to them. F on your outline there, we must discipline as a unified team with our spouses and ex-spouses. Oh, this was important. Team Schmidt here. And sometimes we had not had a situation come up. We didn't know what to do. And the way Debbie was raised and the way I was raised, we had two different ways of dealing with this. And so we'd realize, "Uh uh-oh. So, hey, go sit in your room. Your mom and I need to have a powwow here. And we would go and talk about some things because we weren't sure how we were going to handle it. But we wanted to be together because our kids were good, and if they thought you were the soft touch, then they were going to play you the next day. If they yeah. thought I was going to go easy, they were playing me. Anybody else have kids? Like, okay, you don't have to tell me about we that. We actually anyway, had true. one of our children that when he was really, really young, and I'm not making, you're going to think I'm making this up, I'm not making this up. He was like two, and it, when he would get in trouble, he would crawl in my lap and go, you're pretty mama. Yeah. He would literally, which terrified me. I went, oh, no, what is he going to do when he's 16? You know, he's just, you just felt like I'm being manipulated here. And so you got to be uh, on your toes. I mean, this is not for um, weaklings. I mean, you got to be ready for this. And if you're in a blended family, I just want to say this. If you need help, a lot of times the pastors on our staff, we will even get ex-spouses together to talk about Hey, what's best for the child? You have to have these conversations, which is why it's so important to get communication lines open. Whatever you have to do to talk about this. Because, and just an angry text, well, thanks for messing up our kid. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're talking about. You have to work together. It means sitting down and saying, let's talk about the appropriate boundaries that can be enforced when you have them and when I have them. Because... Again, the goal is to train them. 
And it's terribly important that we pray about these things and have conversations. G, we must allow our children to experience struggles and face consequences. Now, in this one, it's simply following up on all this stuff. If we have set the appropriate expectations, we've been through repetition, we're not doing this in anger, we're consistent. Again, it goes back to not expecting our kids to like this. Just in the margin, right? Do not cave in. Get halfway through. Oh, okay, well, this time we'll let it slide. Oh, well, this time. I mean, if you're going to do something, follow through. How many times did we learn that? Uh, it's so easy. This is such an enormous <laughs> undertaking. And sometimes it feels like such a burden. And sometimes you're just so tired. And they just wear you out. And you just think, I'm just so tired. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And it was always so helpful for me as a mother to know that, okay, some of those times when I'm tired, I can just look at John and say, you know what, we're in agreement on this. I, I just need you to take over. I yeah. just need to go somewhere by myself. <laughs> and so we would work together like that. When, uh, you know, the Lord disciplines us, James says, consider pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing your faith will develop perseverance. Perseverance may finish the work, so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If you want our kids to be mature, we've got to stay with it. Three quick things. We're running out of time here. Three reminders to encourage parents. First of all, God will help us. Psalm 40, verse 17. Deb, would you read that, please? I think you should read that. I don't have my glasses. Okay, good. Yet I, um, <laughs> glad to do it. Yet I'm poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Oh, my God, do not delay. If you are looking for a verse right in the middle of a parenting situation, Lord, I am poor and needy. May you please think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Oh, God, do not delay. I need some wisdom, and I need it now. There were so many times when not only would she say, John, you got to pray about this. This is what's facing you when you come home, and we do this. But we would pray about it at night, and we'd pray about it in the middle of when our kids were being disciplined for a certain thing. Lord, please help them learn from this. Lord, we're doing this the right way. And we were just doing the best we could. John. In um, the book of John, John 15, it says, I'm the vine, you are the branch. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if I could say one thing, I would say it's critical that you stay in the Word of God and, and you pray. Because apart from Him, you can't do this effectively. No. Uh, another point that we want to make here is that we can help each other. All right. Hopefully there's some pointers on here, even as we've been talking about this. We kind of jammed a bunch of things in. This is one of the few outlines. Usually my staff is telling me, hey, you can leave this out and this out. On this one, my staff would tell me, you need to add this and add that, okay? Everybody had more they could put in, and we still couldn't get all in. But we can help each other, teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. If you open your outline up, you'll see all these resources here on the, on the other side of the page. There are tons of resources there. And if I could just even send you to the Focus on the Family website, they have whole sections for blended families and single parents. They have discipline ideas. The same at Family Life Today. They have a whole section called The Art of Parenting. Tons of good ideas. We're not alone. It's why we want you in a connect group where you can talk to other parents too. And I mean, tell them about the relationship we had with your sister and your brother-in-law. It was huge. Yeah, my sister has, um, her oldest son is five years older than our oldest son. And so I would call her for everything all the time. And she would tell me, oh, this worked, but this didn't work. And it's, it was so helpful to me to just kind of know what other people how they dealt with their children. And so find friends, find people, an older person that has already been through this. Talk to women that are your own age who are going through it now. Find friends, talk about this, read these books. I used to read books all the time on parenting. These are great resources 
to have. I mean, don't re- there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. Other people have done this well. Titus 2.4, older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. And this is one way we can do it. The same applies for men, obviously. And point C, it's never too late to start doing the right thing or to start again. It's never too late to start doing the right thing or to start again. Can we read that out loud together, please? It's It's never never too late late to start doing the right thing or to start start again. Lamentations 3.22. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin fresh each morning. Sometimes we have parents that talk to us. They go, well, I blew this when I was their age, so I can't say anything, right? Yeah, they say that all the time. And and that's just not... We all mess up. It's not about you have to be perfect in order to make them perfect. That's not, that's not it at all. No. We rely on the Lord. We're not going to do this right. We trust in the Lord to help us. Or five years ago, we should have started this five years ago. I mean, I say this over and over again here, but the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Next best time is today. Okay, if we've fallen short, if I fell short in my own life with this when I was a teenager, that's the perfect reason to sit down with my son or my daughter and say, hey, this isn't... This is what we want. John, there are plenty of times where we apologize to our children and said, I'm sorry, we haven't done this right, or I didn't handle that well. And that's okay. Admit you're wrong. Apologize for it. They'll learn from that as well. Yeah, our oldest son came home from college and said about our youngest son who's six years younger. He goes, Dad, you're doing a better job with him than you did with me. And we go, well, son, you were the test pilot. We thank you for helping us out, okay? <laughs> no, seriously, we did the best we could. And we, I said, hopefully you understand that we've read and learned and other things and We've grown too. God will help us. We can help each other. And it's never too late to start again. If there are principles that God spoke to you about in this outline today, ask him to help you. He will help you. If you need help, I mean, contact us, contact friends that are older. Get a, become a part of a connect group this fall. That's the best way to build relationships with people you can talk to about things. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, uh, we could just talk for another two hours about this subject alone because discipline is so important. Our kids matter to us. Our grandkids matter to us. Our nieces and nephews matter to us. And it's important that we're constantly repeating scriptural values. It's important that we're constantly modeling things and practicing what we preach. It's important, Lord, that we talk to them and teach them the right way to go and train them in righteousness. Lord, this isn't going to happen by accident. And Lord, I just pray for couples here that we could be a team. That we'd spend some time talking about what do we want to do here? How do we want to handle this? Lord, that you'd show us some books to read, some tips from some websites, some advice from friends that we could put into practice today. Lord, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity of raising the next generation. May we never take that lightly. And Lord, it's hard. May we not give up and cave in. It's not a kindness. If the Lord spoke to you about one thing today, would you say, Lord, I heard you. Would you help me put that into practice in my life? Pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This morning as we... um... Thank you.